to the Heads Up Podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the head of school of Rundle College Society, and I'll be your host for this season's episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics relating to Rundle College student, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and educational experts. Each episode will aim to provide an insight and context to the happenings in and around our community. Thank you for joining me and everybody in the Rumble College Society on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this Rumble experience. Welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of chatting with one of our junior high students, Jack. Now, where this episode started was actually over a year ago while I was hosting uh, one of my Future of Rundle events. Now, for those of you who may be unfamiliar with the Future of Rundle events, um, these are events that I host between two and six times a year that involve all members of our community. It might involve parents, board members, faculty, and students. And each and every year, I have a group of elementary students who come on over for lunch and we just chat about what is the future of Rundle. Now, at last year's event, um, Jack and his fellow classmates came up with an idea that it might be an interesting way to get my voice out to the parent community and our larger community by doing something like a podcast, for instance. And here we are, 45 episodes later, and Jack is back to talk about the podcast, to talk about the future of Rundle, and to talk about what's great about being a Rundle student. So without any further ado, um, I'd like to welcome Jack onto the 45th episode of the Heads Up podcast. Welcome to the show, Jack. All right, welcome to the show, Jack. It's great to have you here this, today. Yeah, thanks for having me. You must be an early morning kid. It's uh, just after 7 o'clock and you're here and ready to go in my office. Do you usually get up this early? Uh, no, I have to be dragged out of bed usually. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. you seem wide awake, so I think we're going to be a-okay today. Yeah. Uh, Jack, before we start, why don't you tell me a little bit about who you are? So what grade are you in? Uh, I'm in grade 7. Okay, awesome. And how long have you gone to Rundle for? I've gone to Rundle since kindergarten. Since so for kindergarten. Seven years. Wow, nice. Okay. And you're pretty good at math. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were talking earlier about uh, what are your favorite subjects. So just tell me quickly, you know, what, what are your favorite subjects, Jack? Probably, uh, yeah, science and math. Yeah. And yeah. there's a pretty interesting story around science, which we're going to get to just a little later in the episode. Um, but for now, let's, let's start with Rundle College. Um, you know, being able to sit here with, with you, a grade 7 student, I'm really interested in your perspective as to, you know, what is the best thing about Rundle College? Well, I'd say the best thing about Rundle College is the staff. The teachers go out of their way to make it the best learning experience possible and really form a bond with the students that you can't really find anywhere else. They also treat and understand the strengths of the students, so they understand if you're having an easy time or they understand if you're having a harder time. Yeah, and we talk about individualized learning all the time at yeah. our school, and I think uh, that's a pretty great a testament to it. I mean, are there any specific examples where you can think of like a teacher really went out of their way to, to help you out? Well, yeah, one of my teachers helped organize the visit with the physics teacher, as we're going to talk about later. Well, let's just jump right into it now. It seems like a, a natural space. Let's talk a little bit more about your visit with the physics teacher. When did it take place and how did that come about? 
so basically, uh, I was having a really easy time in grade six with math. Yeah. And I was asking the teacher if I could do anything else to challenge myself while we were learning about math. And the teacher just asked me what I was interested in. Yeah. And I had no idea what that had to do with anything. So I just said <laughs> physics. And then a few days later, she organized a meeting between me and the physics teacher. Yeah, the, the high school physics teacher, right? Yeah. And how did, how did that meeting go, Jack? What, what was that like? It was super exciting and super nervous. And as soon as it finished, I wanted to do it immediately again. And, and it was great. So what, what did you do in these meetings? Uh, we'd learn about, well, I'd learn about trigonometry. I'd learn about factorials, um, quad, what are they called? Quadratic equations? Yeah. You learned about quadratic, quadratic equations in grade six? Yeah. <laughs> and did you like that? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. You know, we should probably just forward this interview along to like university admissions reps and see if we can't get you scholarships right now. If you're in grade six and learning about quadratic equations, that's that's pretty advanced. Thanks. That's really. All right, Jack. Thanks for thanks for that. I mean, it's always easy to talk about the things that Rundle does well, but um, in our future of Rundle meetings, we always talk about what can Rundle do to improve. And so today. I'm interested in continuing with that conversation uh, with you. What, what's your opinion, Jack? What's something Rundle can do to continue to improve? Well, I think it's the safety and... Huh, interesting. More like the lack of it. Huh, okay. Some, sometimes I feel like Rundle's a bit too safe. Got it. It doesn't allow students to go learn on their own, and yeah. especially at the elementary. You're not even allowed crossing the deserted road without a teacher watching. Sure. I think that Rundle could ease up on that a bit. Te people are always worried about how parents coddle their kids too much yeah. but we have to be worried also about how schools are coddling the kids too much wow i think that's really insightful and quite profound i mean when you first say safety jack i have to admit my mind jumps to like how can we be more safe how do we take care of our kids but then uh your answer really challenges that and one of the things that i just spoke to our faculty about is about developing uh, resilience in our students or resiliency yeah um what do you think jack do you think students can um, benefit from from being more resilient and and you know when they face adversity or face failure you know can they be more resilient here Rundle? definitely that's something that we can all use in the real world once we get out out of school and get a job and we have to pay taxes and the daunting <laughs> the daunting feeling that you have when you finally get into college or you get a new job and you have no idea what to do. Yeah, and sometimes we talk about, you know, failing forward or, um, you know, demonstration of, of failure or resilience in our schools. I mean, that's something we need to continue to focus on so our students are ready when they leave the Rundle world and enter into the real world. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Jack, now we're on to question three, and I'm really curious about this one. Uh, as I mentioned in the intro, we'll often do sessions on what is the future of education, what is the future of Rundle. This podcast is actually a result of one of those conversations last year where you were part of a, a group of students who were talking about what's the future of Rundle. And now I've got you here, and we have an opportunity to tell all sorts of people what you think about what is the future of education and how should Rundle support this? Jack, tell us what you think. Well, when somebody talks about the future of education, you immediately think of robots, technology, computers, the space age. 
But I think that the future of education is slightly different. Hmm. Of, co- of course, we'll use more technology in the classroom, which Rundle is definitely doing with whiteboards and MacBooks. But I think that you can change a lot more. Right. The world is changing quickly, and in the 21st century, there are completely different jobs and skills to be acquired. No doubt. For example, we need to know how to, we don't need to know how to write or read cursive anymore. But now for many jobs, we know we need to know how to code right. in C++ or Python. If we can change the classes around and add extra options like coding in Mandarin, mm-hmm. the most spoken language in the world, it can get people ready for the new, ever-changing world that we live in today, even more so than it did. Wow, that is really cool. And thanks for, for painting that vision. I think, first of all, the challenge you put forward around uh, cursive writing is interesting because certainly... Uh, everything is changing in that space and it's definitely something we need to address. Yes. There's only so much time in the day, so if you are spending a lot of time on cursive writing, what aren't you doing is the big question. And I think you're putting forward the fact that um, learning to code or learning these kind of 21st century capacities are really important. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And I think some some of the things we're doing here in the high school at least are going to help with that. I mean, we've just recently entered into Global Online Academy, which provides... Uh, over a hundred options to kids which include lots of items including uh, languages and and coding as well as other things like positive psychology and biomedical sciences and uh, these sorts of courses so so hopefully that will help there too but I have a question Jack Uh, what do you think about the importance of human networks in the future are they important are they not important is it something we need Uh, is it something Rundle should focus on so, yeah, what, what's your opinion on human connections? I, yeah, I believe that human networks are quite important, but I also believe that human interaction is even more important. Right. And that Rundle should really value that, especially, like, at lunch, you can see kids, and they'll be in a big table, and all they'll be doing, each one of them is on their phones. Right, yeah. Like, looking at photos that the other person across from them <laughs> just put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, network... Networking is important, especially if you want to um, do something like get your business out there. Yeah. But we also have to learn that human interaction is also very valuable. Absolutely. Thank you, Jack. I'm, that's affirming because it's something I deeply believe in. I think that that's, we're quickly losing that, and I think that's actually the future skill that we're all going to need uh, moving forward. All right, Jack. Now, the next question might be a totally selfish question. Um but I need to know, and, and we were talking about this earlier in fairness, but the my podcast has a small listener base, is yet to go viral. I always call it, you know, it's Rundle viral, but, but that's not very, you know, viral in, in the true sense of it. Um, so I'm turning to you, Jack. I mean, you certainly know more about this stuff than I do. Uh, what do I need to do to increase my listener base so we get, you know, these good, important stories out, out to our community and beyond? Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's an easier question. <laughs> okay. If you reach bigger audiences, you need to appeal to more people. Right, okay. The group of run- people at Rundle is only a small fraction of what you could achieve if you talked about more general topics. Right, okay. Instead of just talking about Rundle, you could talk about education as a whole or education in Alberta. No doubt. Also, you can use more advertising and raise awareness about the podcast to people at Rundle who don't even know about it. Right. With those two things, you can easily appeal to bigger audiences and cause more of a change with the podcast. Cool. No, and I really value that, Jack. And like I said, you're actually 
a huge part of the reason this podcast exists. So your input's really important here. When, when Jack, when you talk about um, advertising, for instance, yeah, uh, what are some ways do you think I could I could advertise a podcast to get it to more people? Well, uh, for one, I think you could do. I was thinking of at the elementary school, you could do a an art competition. Right. Uh, one of the biggest things that people look at, even though people tell them not to judge a book by its cover, <laughs> is the cover of a podcast. Sure, right, yeah. And to make it innovative and creative, you can organize a competition and see who wants to make a cover for the new podcast. Wow, for season two, we could make a new cover and we could have the primary elementary students design it and then digitize it and yeah. go with it. I love that. And that would automatically engage all of those students. Yeah. And hopefully their parents, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, no, I think that's a great, great start, Jack. Thanks, thanks for that piece of advice. I have a feeling I'm going to be coming back to you for uh, more and more advice in the days to come. All right, Jack, on to the fifth question. If you're a listener of the podcast, you'll know we always have five questions in this opening segment. So here it goes. Uh, if you were to describe Rundle to someone who didn't know anything about Rundle, what would you say? Well, without trying to sound cheesy or cliche, I can say this. Rundle is a group of schools in Alberta that appeals to the needs of its students. It can change and shift really well to evolve into the school that it needs to be. And it forms really special bonds with its students that are hard to find anywhere else. Wow, that's really cool, Jack. I think uh, if we were to build out a bit of a mission statement again, I think I would want to use exactly those words because I think they really hit on... Uh, the essence of who we aspire to be as a school. Somebody who can be agile and change with the times, but also uh, builds those strong relationships with students to help them reach their potential. So that's, yeah, wow, really well done. Now, Jack, part of the Rundle experience is that we've got lots of co-curriculars going on here. Um, I'm just curious. I'd like to just know what what are your favorite co-curriculars? Well, here, I loved the cross-country running. It was easily my favorite because it was so much more different and so much more, it was so much more challenging than any of the other sports I've done. Right. It was, by the end, I felt like I was going to throw up sometimes, <laughs> but it was really great. Um, but one activity I think you could add is something to do with the mountains because right. you can literally see all of these mountains on the horizon. And I know it's really hard to organize, but our school, our school could do like a field trip or a hike or even hiking, skiing, mountain biking, some type of activity that you can do in the Rocky Mountains. I love it, Jack, and I, I agree. We are sitting here right at the you know, base of the Rocky Mountains, and, and we probably don't leverage them enough. And I think yeah. that's great feedback as to you know how we can continue to improve the program. So thank you for that. Okay, for those of you who listen to the Heads Up podcast, you'll know that we always end with something called the Rundle Rumble. And this is a quick fire, free form, quick association, 10-word game that I play with each of the guests, and I'm really excited about playing it here today with Jack. Jack, are you ready? Yes. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Number one, math. Um, I think that math is like a universal language across basically everywhere in the world. It's, it never changes between anybody, and it's always the same. You can use it to communicate between people, and it's a really great subject. Yeah. Okay, really cool. Fun. That's a perfect entry into this, Jack. Okay, number two. Tell me about the future. The future, I think, of computers. <laughs> yeah, computers and 
social networking, but I also think of virtual reality and a lack of communication. Right. Yeah, totally. So we just had to change that. Yeah, I agree. That's so exciting. Uh, number three, records. Um, when I think of records, I think of old artists actually getting the respect and money they deserve from their actual art. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Great perspective. Jack and I have come to find that we have a common bond and we both love records, and I love why Jack loves records. That's pretty cool. Um, number four, physics. Physics is very complicated, and one of the reasons I like it so much is because it's so big and there's so much to learn and it's so hard to learn yeah right on okay and number five coding coding i think of something that's essential for the new century we have to all need we all have to learn this we all have to know how to read this it's very important as computers become even more important awesome number six bow ties I love bow ties. <laughs> and we now have a Rumble bow tie for Bow yeah. Tie Fridays. Do you still yeah. wear it on Fridays? Yeah, definitely. Right on. And Top Marks out in Ontario helped us out with that. That's our clothing company. A little plug, a little advertising. Maybe they'll give me some sponsorship. Uh, but they helped us out and they did a great job there. Um, on to number seven, running. Running. Uh, running is really fun. I'm not great at sprinting. But long distance, I really love. And it's really, really hard, and I hate doing it before. And then once I'm finished, I feel great. Awesome. And we talked earlier about resiliency and like building up that. I think running does some of that because it's really challenging yeah. and tough, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's talk about uh, eight is relationships. Uh, when I think of relationships, I definitely think of the relationships between humans and the communications between them and how valuable human communication is. Um, definitely because you can form bonds with people, whereas online, you can't really have that true bond and you don't have inside jokes. You don't have things that are special to the human contact and relationships we have. That's huge, that's awesome, Jack. Thank you for that. Um, speaking of relationships, number nine is Mr. Zot. Mr. Zot, I think of physics. Definitely, yeah. but he's a really great, really great person, and he was really nice to let me do that, and he took some of his time and actually taught me, which was really great, and I think that he can represent some of the teachers at Rundle who really go out of their way to do a lot. That was awesome, Jack. And the last one that I ask everybody, which is a really tough one, is uh, what is success to you? Success to me is being happy with yourself. Perfect. I guess success would be eventually reaching the goal that you would set for yourself when you're a kid. Wow. Success is what you think it is, and it's very personal, instead of what other people think it is, where they think it's once you have a billion-dollar house and you have three girlfriends or mm -hmm. three boyfriends. Mm -hmm and you're famous and you have your faces all over magazine covers, I think it's more you reaching the personal goals that you've had before. That is absolutely a perfect answer, Jack. Uh, better than almost anybody else has answered that, so bravo and well done. 
And thanks for taking the time with me this morning. That was a really great way to start the day. I look forward to having you on in season two when our uh, viewership is way up and, uh, and we have more to talk about. So thanks for joining me this morning, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Yeah.